0: Yeah, mm-hmm. this is McDonald's guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we have a special guest this week. Um, this is our first three man Monaja pod. Uh, um, we have a we have another Tableau employee in the building, um, Andrew Hill, a sales consultant from the Bay Area, coming all the way across. The, just for uh, this podcast. Just for just, this. Just for this. He's yeah. wearing a Tableau T-shirt. I am. Mm-hmm. He's drinking a Scotch on the rocks.
0: Yeah, I do analyze different. That's true.
1: He analyzes different. Yeah, I always <laughs> thought that was a, a problem, like the think different, because it's supposed it's an adverb, right? It should be differently. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: that's no. I think you're right there, <laughs> but it's you know, yeah, but gets caught it's caught in your head. It's, it's making you think different. About it. Well, it's yeah. different. It makes me think different.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and and he's here, and he's sitting, he's sitting at the table sitting right next to Wilson Pope yeah my colleague and uh,
0: mm-hmm. better half better half better half yeah
1: and uh, we're here to talk about some stuff <laughs> some things because yeah, some this is our podcast um, and this is what we do <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wanted to start by just kind of, you know, one of the things that we do on this show, uh, one of the reasons that I think it's it's good, and I say this sort of every week, but I want to say it again, it's important, is there's a lot of resources out there for people to learn about the technology behind Tableau. There's a lot of resources out there for people to learn about kind of what we do. But in terms of, like, the philosophy or what what kind of the underpinnings are of of how we think about things, people don't get a lot of exposure to that. Maybe they see it in Christian's talk at the conference, or maybe they have a salesperson visit them for an hour uh, once a quarter or something like that. Um, So one of the things that I always like to do is just – I think this podcast can be useful from the perspective that that people can learn about what what the mindset is behind Tableau. So – just getting to know me and Wilson is a is an important part to me and getting to know like other employees and kind of how they think about things so why don't we start by just uh by talking about you doing a little andrew time sure Uh, let's let's do a little andrew time your your background why why do you work at tableau and where do you come from and, and and what's your story
0: i work at tableau because of a man named scott washman uh he was my my college roommate uh we parted ways for probably five or six years uh I used to work in the manufacturing industry pre two thousand eight, and then uh, some things happened with some houses and some 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 packaged loans, and the next thing you know, I was out of a job. Uh, so I got into web development, uh, scraped by, basically skimming money off of the internet for a couple of years, Jeez. and then uh, <laughs> and then Mr. Scott Wasserman showed me Tableau software. He came and visited me after his time at. Um, Uh, A client, Uh, he decided to use some of his miles and come down to California, and I asked him what he did. He showed me Tableau Desktop, and I quickly realized that things that were taking me weeks back in my old consulting days uh, would take me hours uh, to get done, and I liked Tableau Desktop so much that I banged on the door trying to get a job for probably four or five months, and then Charles interviewed me. That's I the, did. You know, I
1: did, and you wore a tie but no pants. <laughs> I wore a tie on a video conference. This is not a joke. A tie
0: with no pants, uh, but I didn't have the, the gall to stand up.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've been with. How long have you been with Tableau now?
0: Going on four years. Uh, it'll be four years in April, and since this is a podcast, it's November right now. Uh, I worked for a year in Seattle as a product consultant. So I actually took everything I owned. Yeah, threw it in the suburban, moved to Seattle, worked there for a year, and then they sent me back down to California to do sales consulting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And and what are you working on these days?
0: Uh, it's very busy in California. So uh, I, I work in Silicon Valley and San Francisco mostly, and then down in LA and San Diego a lot as well, but mostly Silicon Valley. So I work with a lot of tech startups. Um, and a lot of healthcare. So it's two very different sides to a coin, right? Your Mm -hmm. tech startups have a lot of VC capital and not a lot of people. uh, Mm -hmm. So they can afford uh, things like Tableau, like large deployments of Tableau. Uh, Then you've got your healthcare, which is very slow moving and and lots and lots of people, uh, but they also need to use it quite a bit as well.
1: I'm I'm interested in kind of having both of you guys um, here together because I don't get a lot of perspective in what that Kind of space looks like you know. Mm-hmm. I'm. We've t- we haven't really mentioned this on the show before, but we're all um, you know we're, we all have a similar job, but we work in different markets. So right. I work right. with enterprise companies. I only have a couple of clients, mm-hmm. right. and they're all very large companies. And Wilson and Andrew both work in the commercial space, which is there's a lot of companies, and some of them are big, some of them are small. Um, there's they're very geographically diverse. They're very vertically diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know a little bit about. Kind of what what Wilson works on, um, but I have sort of I think um, guesses about how my job is different from yours. Sure, um, sure. but it, but I think it's kind of interesting maybe to flesh that out a little bit because in my in my world I have to say like a, a I'm a technical consultant but a lot of my time isn't really oriented in technical discussions, right? I'm doing demos, I'm talking to people, I'm kind of talking about their strategy and how they're gonna roll something out. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get them to go from 100 Tableau users to 1,000 Tableau users to 10,000 Tableau users, right? right? And I imagine that's not the same for you guys.
2: No, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot more specific, I think. That's uh, sort of the thing about uh, dealing with a lot of things at the same time, at least for us. On a, on a regular sort of quarter basis, it feels like there's at least 20, 25 things that are going at the same time that's right. there. And so you have to kind of come in and specifically place yourself and try and just remove that one obstacle that's come, uh, getting in the way, the, the security conversation that's there, or of course uh, you're gonna do a very specific implementation talk um, and just kind of work through that one, one issue and then really just hand it off back um, right. to uh, other folks to kind of continue the conversation that's there. And so, I, I you know, it's fun on that level. Um, it's a lot. It's, it feels fast moving. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's really just kind of moving through basically that conversation to conversation that's there that might come up. Um, in terms of sort of the space that I'm, I'm running into, it's, it's uh, you know, we both kind of deal with the same sort of class of accounts, Andrew, and... Um, uh, but I, I do find it kind of being interesting that the East and the West does seem like they, they de- deal with very oh. different aspects of it. Like here, I deal a lot, I think, with the, the different universities and the different uh, larger health cares that are kind of just giant institutions around here. Um, I deal with that a lot more. Yep. Um, and I, I keep hearing, of course, for, for you, you deal a lot, of course, with the, the startups in the city. Yep. Yep. Uh, different flavor of it obviously of course i'm um, still a good mix across the board but it's interesting
0: yeah i mean i would i would agree with what charles was saying where he's going from a hundred to a thousand to ten thousand users well in the commercial space typically there is no ten thousand user company if it's not mm. in you know your healthcare or your, your mm. edu uh, but what we are seeing is that a company with 60 or 70 employees has 10,000 customers. Uh, So three years ago, it was very rare to see Tableau flipped around to their external users. But now we're actually seeing some very large deployments at much smaller companies because they're using Tableau as sort of an analytics as a service, uh, which is very different uh, from just a couple of years back.
1: We see that occasionally in my space, but it sounds like that's something that you are dealing with. Frequently. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say now, if we look back three years, it was it was very rare to see. It was almost a, only a software company that wanted to sign a deal to literally mm-hmm. buy our software and embed it into their program. Whereas now we're seeing your. I'm not going to name specific names, mm-hmm. but you know, pick a company that that you know that's on the internet. Um, when you when you jump on, they they want to see Tableau graphs in there, and so mm-hmm. that's serving a much much larger group of users, right? And it's very common now.
1: Yeah. So when um, when you see that when when it's a, when you're working with a client that wants to do that, mm-hmm. um, uh, is it are there commonalities in the things that people want to do? I mean, what what are the common things that they're trying to <clears throat> deliver to their customers? Is, <laughs> sure. is it just vi- from a visualization perspective only, or are there other things?
0: Yes, yeah, so it's really different than when someone's trying to mm. use Tableau internally. It's not. Usually the same use case. They're usually just mm-hmm. trying to solve a, a problem, and what they're trying to gain is either stickiness with their product so that mm-hmm. you know their users like it more, or they're going to actually charge for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that comes a completely different purchasing cycle and evaluation structure, right. uh, very different from your typical internal deployment. I what have you seen?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, in general, I, I I find it to be very different because they're considering a different community altogether, and so the way that the Folks that we talk to, of course, end up being much more like the product managers, things mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, and uh, the discussion about the community, of course, is a lot more loose uh, that, that comes out. Now, from that, I, I do find that there's actually a little bit of a distinction that kind of falls down uh, even within basically a conversation that's there. There are folks that are specifically looking at their tool being sort of an analytics as a service. And other folks who are really looking for much more tighter integration that comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Um, But you'll also find the people, like you mentioned
0: before, you're working with PMs and engineers Mm -hmm. as opposed to talking to your head of marketing or your head of sales. Mm -hmm. And in a typical internal deployment, it's our job to show you the light and uh, convince you that Tableau is going to be great for all the things that it was built to do. And when you're looking at, uh, someone who has a problem to solve for their external users, they write those rules. They know what they want. We don't really get to influence uh, what they're going to use it for. They already know that stuff. Mm. So it's more of a partnership with with like your engineers and your PMs because they want to get the problem solved. We're not trying to sell them something. So we're more of a partner as opposed to a vendor in that case. When but,
1: they're when they're delivering something to an external audience, is it usually a product that they're selling, a product or service? Usually, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, usually, um, do you? How do you think that impacts like that partnership? Uh, do you think that uh, you mentioned that it's a little bit maybe less consultative yeah. because of the fact that they're just trying to solve a problem? Exactly. Um, yeah. Do you think that? Uh, how does that affect how you your relationship with them?
0: Well, I mean, take two examples. You know, if somebody wants to use Tableau internally, mm-hmm. they're usually using it because they want to make faster business decisions. They want to bring down the queue of reports they need to make. Um, they want to have prettier graphs, right, mm-hmm. some very Tableau stuff. Um, externally, they have SLAs with their clients that require certain things that may right. not fit into that that framework for Tableau. Mm-hmm. And so now it's my job to figure out what are the sort of less used tools like your APIs and your command line utilities to try to get that stuff done, uh, even mm-hmm. though it may not be right, right. in our wheelhouse. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, that that idea, the SLA thing, is interesting to mm-hmm. me because um, when we're when we're t- dealing with a business, they also have what they would probably call an SLA or some sort of business uh, yeah. rule or or requirement that they have to meet. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, our job is to change that, yeah, right, is to right, say, you know sure. what, your, your business requirement doesn't, isn't really the most efficient right. or best way to do Or things. it doesn't make sense for our platform in mm-hmm. terms of the way that you're thinking um, about it. Do you feel like we don't have the power to do that when it's uh, an SLA to a client? It's
0: extremely rare. Yeah. I'm actually in one now. I can't mention names, but uh, they have a requirement for encryption, and mm-hmm. they need to use Tableau data extracts. And if anybody's listening, you don't encrypt your Tableau server disk. It's going right. to slow everything down, and so we're literally just... They want it enough, and it's such a good solution for them that they're considering dropping the encryption requirement and just using mm-hmm. firewalls, which is a huge jump, right? I mean, that's yeah. something that you have to go to every client and say, hey, go sign our Apple terms and conditions. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't read all the fine print, <laughs> uh, but it's extremely rare. Most yeah. of the times, that, that'll kill a deal okay. uh, yeah. over over actually changing something.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely sort of those uh, situations that I mean, I've dealt with a couple of those where um the contracts that they signed with their customers have for example an uptime sla to it yeah. and they measure it in nines and things like that mm-hmm. but in reality of course uh you know how do you configure exactly just that and mm-hmm. how do you of course set that up and of course if you can't meet that from a configuration standpoint uh it does basically just tank the entire conversation mm-hmm. that's there right mm-hmm. so they're are- much more concerned yeah. about legal ramifications
1: mm-hmm. are you seeing the same thing wilson in your accounts the the tendency to
2: move toward that what we would probably call an OEM scenario? It's a little bit different right now and this is one of the things that I thought was interesting when we talked earlier Mm -hmm. uh, in the week. Um, In in the West it always uh, seems like there's a lot more folks interested in making a product kind of based off of what Tableau can do and then of course sending that out from there. A lot of times what I'm dealing with is really much more around the service aspect of it. Um, So working with some of the advertising and consulting startups around sort of this city that's there, they're looking to kind of play with the big boys. And so when we're, they're working with an enterprise that actually uses Tableau to begin with, uh-huh. they know it's a standard that they need to play catch up with. And so it's less of a conversation around sort of the, the uptime or SLAs or things like that. And more of just saying, hey, how do I get on board? Um, that's there. And so it's it's a very interesting different still external use case and still analytics as a service but a very different approach than i think just the whole uh, product discussion that we're hearing about
0: yeah i would say it's, it's very different uh, out in the bay they typically those companies are software they're yeah. selling software right it's not really a service mm-hmm. and with software comes a bunch of data because it's just easy to capture and they're doing it anyway um, and i think the expectation of clients nowadays is well above and beyond your CSV dumps and Excel files. And so that just has to be a strategy uh, for not even startups. I mean, we're talking you know, companies, companies that you know by name. Uh, they've just made the decision look, we're not an analytics company. We're not going to go throw a bunch of engineers to build something that's already out there. Uh, And since they're already tech and everything's already in databases and things like that, it just makes sense to go to a vendor like Tableau or or other ones that are out there.
2: Now, I think you raised sort of an interesting point there where they've decided to invest money in it. And and traditionally in the past, you know, we do see uh, CSV dumps. We do see people just doing static reports or sort of... Uh, just more standard reports, what's really the draw right now that's really ca- kind of causing them to sure. consider a more, well, a different platform?
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think we're kind of past the the Excel. There's always, like, we're replacing Excel dumps, right. right? That happens a lot. But right now, what I'm seeing a ton of is replacing the home-built portal that's either failed Mm-hmm. Or people are saying, "Just give me a CSV dump because I don't like your UI, and uh, I don't want to click a bunch of drop downs to try to get to just a big dump anyway. Mm-hmm. Just give me all the data. Give me. A- we have Tableau internally. We have some other tool internally. Just give me all of the data, mm-hmm. and that makes you, you as a as a vendor or a company less important, mm-hmm. right? And you want to be part of the decisions that people are making and provide that as a service." So. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm thinking about basically the conversation I just had this week where. One of the big motivations, basically, for them to kind of deploy, uh, you know, to a more general public, was that they did not want to actually be dealing with uh, file management systems at all anymore. And of course, uh, the volume of data that they're working with no longer permits them to work in that fashion. So, uh, you know, if you don't want to move data around in in, in that type of fashion, you're you're going to need something that simply connects back home.
1: Right? Um, Are there? Are there advances in technology, either within Tableau or in the in the world, that have you've seen change that kind of mindset over the past couple of years? Hadoop, I Hadoop, mm-hmm.
0: Hadoop. Okay, you're, you're like free data lake. Mm. that's not really free but you just decide you know what let's keep every single log file yeah. from every single device we're selling right right and then people and this is just the big data thing people right. realize oh my god that's gold right i have i have like actionable data in its rawest form um, whereas before i mean you really had to be you had to be careful Mm-hmm. what type of data you kept unless you're Google or eBay because then you, mm-hmm. you have enough money to go build a server farm. Right. Uh, with Hadoop, you take commodity hardware, you throw it in there, and if you want to use it five years down the road, you can. So there's a ton of data out there.
1: Yeah, it seems yeah. like everyone knows that that's a really important Thing that's happening, and no yeah. one's really sure what to do with it yet. But <laughs> people are losing just money trying to do the it. fact yeah. that they, that we can actually store everything, yeah, right, is, yeah. is a big deal, yeah. Uh, and technology has gotten to the point where you know a, a commodity hardware is good enough to be able to store some of it, yeah, right. and query it, and query it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's that's uh, that's an interesting kind of part of it. And I hear about that too, but it still seems, at least in the enterprise space, it seems like no one is really sure what to do with it.
0: Commercial yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, people are, no. I mean, you ask a CEO, what's your big data strategy? And they have to have an answer. All of them say that they have big data <laughs> yeah. and they have
1: a big data strategy yeah. and they're they're going to move. I've had uh, like... Almost CIO level people say like we're we're not going to have SQL anymore in ten years, and I'm like, yeah. okay, mate, great great <laughs> yeah. idea, I yeah. guess, but like, yeah. what exactly is your plan? And they're I mean, I wouldn't even say ten years. Like, I,
2: I was actually talking with a customer where um, basically the CTO was brought in, and he's banking right now on uh, just deploying it in a Hadoop instance, and then hoping, of course, that that will provide. Uh, well, if they simplify the, the layout or optimize their mm-hmm. their SQL layer well enough, that that could really replace mm-hmm. uh, a system um, that they currently have, right? Uh, and of course, it allows for them to scale out faster or better. Uh, but Cheers. it's really, you know, I think it's a it's it's a, it's a risk. But people are trying it, and they're staking their careers
1: into mm-hmm. it. Um, well, what about? Um... We could probably do a whole episode on Hadoop, so sure. I'm going to yeah. move on from that. Sure, but sure. What about within Tableau? So when I started, we were on Tableau 6.0, yeah. mm-hmm. and there were a lot of things in the product that just made it so you couldn't do something like that, yeah. right? They yeah. didn't. We didn't have HA, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, we didn't have external load balancers. Right. We didn't. Have, you know, we didn't have all these things that just make the server possible to be a product mm-hmm. for someone else. And then, sure. uh, you know, within the desktop, the the fundamental kind of technologies haven't changed too much, but there's integration points that we've yeah. developed. What, what are some things in there that you think make it easier than maybe a year ago or something? Like sure. That?
0: I mean, just to take a quick step back, Tableau has such an appeal because it's not an SDK. It doesn't mm-hmm. come with a bunch of coding interfaces. Mm-hmm. You install it 30 minutes to So an even hour, right?
1: these engineers uh, right. see value yeah. in that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And because they realize they can probably support their Mm homebrewed portal uh, Mm -hmm. for cheaper than than getting your more traditional big BI where you actually have to have somebody who's got a master's degree.
1: That's interesting because I had always, I have always had the philosophy that it is harder to show a DBA or an engineer why Tableau is good. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I could just do all that writing writing SQL. Why why do I need this? It still happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's once the once they've been doing the job for five years, mm-hmm. five or ten years, and they look and see, I'm sick of these change requests. Yeah. All right, if I can get this shopped out into the people's hands that actually want yeah. the data or need to use it, okay. Uh, then they'll see the light. But you're 100% correct. I don't name the names but there's companies that just shot us down. They don't sell any licenses in here. Mm-hmm. We have 500 developers. If we want right. to learn something, we'll just teach them all. So it, it's,
1: yeah. Um, there's a, a very high up person at a large financial services organization in New York that um, says, I'm going to try to get this right. We have a philosophy with technology and the, the, te- the uh, philosophy is first um, we see if we can just develop it ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, uh, we see if we can hire someone to do it for us mm-hmm. and third we buy it we buy it. only yeah. as a last resort do we buy something
0: yeah which i think it's is crazy like, I mean yeah, but I mean, it makes sense I guess well, it makes sense if you if you've got those resources but it's going to cost yeah. you more most of the time
1: anyway. mm-hmm.
2: yeah I mean it, it does span more than sort of that five ten years at least for some folks right Some folks really just see that as sort of their job and they take pride behind it and job security, basically right. they, they continue pushing on this idea rather than necessarily uh, well looking for ways to like you said and really innovate through it um, I think the big thing that we um, I find there too is uh, the size of the company really does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was speaking with uh, Michael Covner, one of our OEM uh, Sales consultants and um, his conversation actually it was it was pretty enlightening. And he said, you know what, I'm working with teams that are like 15 people, uh, and they're in charge of their other product as well as this analytics piece that's there. So it's like a piece of the pie. And of course, if they don't have to think about it, if they can simplify it, um, if they don't have to build it from scratch. That's actually like a huge value add from from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Just having the you know. Uh, unhinging man hours that might be uh, associated to, uh, you know, setting that up. Right.
0: Back to your original question, though, what's different mm-hmm. in yeah. server? Like, like mm-hmm. what are the actual features that are now required? Why couldn't we do this before? The REST API for Tableau Server is huge. Yep. Having inline onboarding of a client and just automating every single thing from you sign up on the website to you have a visualization in a portal without having anybody touch it. Mm-hmm. That was impossible before. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then with that comes your TDE extract API. So yeah. scripting data directly into TDEs without having the server do it. Okay, because a lot of times that data is not in something queryable like a, like a database, or they would just much prefer to go create hundreds, if not thousands, of extracts. Right. So you're not yeah. going to have your server do that. Uh, so that's that's pretty huge as well. And then Saml, uh, the Saml yeah. authentication piece. Trusted Tickets is all well and good, but a lot of these clients, and even more specifically in our most recent release, the clients already have SAML themselves. Mm -hmm. They wanna be able to use per site what SAML provider does this client want. Uh, And before that, it was like, no, you have to to essentially do what we're gonna do in terms of authentication.
2: Right, Um, yeah, building basically, I mean, Trusted Tickets wasn't hard to ever set up, right? But it's just one of those things where it's another piece that you'll have to manage, Uh, When updates occur, you'll have to make sure you you reset things up or, of course, you don't break it with your portal. Uh, But the other thing that I'll add to it, and this, again, might be just a different mix of sort of these external deployment conversations that we ran into. For me, it's subscriptions. Okay. Believe it or not, it's (laughs) really just this idea where (laughs) people are like, hey, uh, instead of emailing the reports, okay, they can can sign up for it and then get it.
1: What about the the web data connector? Is that uh, impacting people at all at this point?
2: Not yet from my perspective. Um, There's one conversation where it came up um, and was specifically a very specific marketing sort of um, online tool Mm -hmm. uh, where they have an API, but we know on the back end we can kind of scrape the data uh, even without touching basically uh, our TDE API that's there. Um, but, short of that, uh, I'm not sure, have you ran into a lot of web data connections.
0: I don't think that the connectors, are I don't think what we're going to see a, is too many clients developing a whole bunch of their own connectors. I think you're going to mm-hmm. see our partners go build yeah, and then connectors to yeah, Facebook yeah. and Twitter and all these other things and then mm-hmm. they'll, they'll just buy those. And <laughs> right, it'll open that up, but, but that hasn't happened yet, it's too uh, new. Yeah. So,
1: so um okay so i mean th- that's a good overview and i think you know a lot of the server side things like you said that kind of that we've built maybe for the enterprise have also helped these smaller companies. Oh uh, absolutely yeah which is really interesting um in terms of just how it's impacted the market it might have impacted those companies more. Mm-hmm. Um what so i mean when we think about the things that tableau does the kind of the unique kind of position of tableau in the market um you mentioned a little bit about why even an engineer kind of notices the value. Sure. Um, is that is that the reason people they're buying Tableau instead of a different BI tool? I
0: mean, half the time it's Gartner. I mean, they just oh, really? look at, yeah, they're looking at mm-hmm. like the Magic Quadrant. Our name is pretty big down there. Mm-hmm. And so we're on the short list. Uh, and it's absolutely 180 degrees different from what it was a couple of years ago. where mm-hmm. we we're trying to explain people why... Uh, why? What does Tableau do? <laughs> like, what? What are we? Yeah. Um, and why would people purchase it? Whereas now they're coming to us. They're like, we get it. We we like your visualizations. We like the Stack. Now we need to try to take this square peg and fit it in a round hole. A lot of times. Um,
1: yeah, it's interesting to hear that because I I have this like impression that companies from Silicon Valley are more likely to be progressive with their like oh, yeah. purchases of technology, and Absolutely. maybe they are. You know, they they we've definitely seen the You know, large tech companies of the world make Tableau purchases, and I think that's an indication that they're maybe more open to new new technologies faster than companies Mm -hmm. maybe out here. Um, But it also sounds like that that would mean to me that maybe Gartner wouldn't carry as much weight Uh, because, like, sure, uh, Mm -hmm. it it does. They're you know they're a Boston company. They look at kind of traditional uh, reasons that people uh, have technology. They they uh, survey experienced users rather than new. Uh, technologies or visionaries or things like that. Um, But it sounds like that also still carries a lot of weight.
0: It just gets us in the door originally, right? Mm -hmm. If they were to go look at a feature function list with uh, a competitive older or even newer Mm -hmm. data software, they might even check more boxes than us and we wouldn't even be. uh, So it
1: sounds like it's not about us coming in the door, like if we're selling to like salespeople or marketing people and we go in there and we do a demo and we blow them out of the water, right. they're like, oh, we need this tool. But right. it's more about them saying, oh, we know Tableau is a big deal. We'll figure out, we're going to just going to figure out how to use it Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. They,
0: they, 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 they look at it. They mm-hmm. already know that's something they want to purchase mm-hmm. uh, because they, they probably have it internally already. Okay. Most mm-hmm. of the times these clients have Tableau internally and people are going, why are we still trying to build this ourselves? We, if we flip this around, it's going to be great. So we don't even have to do demos there. It's, mm-hmm. it's more just like, how can we make it work?
1: So then what are some reasons why we would struggle with those companies?
0: That's interesting. Um, specifically or like in, in general?
1: I mean, is are there common technical challenges that they encounter that might make us not successful there? Sure. Mm-hmm. Are there objections that seem to, to happen across the board? Absolutely.
0: I would say there's, there's two big ones. And uh, and this will bash Tableau a little bit here. The the user filtering piece, Mm -hmm. uh, where we fan our data sets out, that's got to change for some clients. Yeah. Uh, And so the way we get around that problem, actually, so for for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what I'm talking about, when we use user filters and we try to join to a table, we materialize a lot of rows that don't need to be there. uh, Or or essentially, we go through a join where we duplicate a lot of records. And when a a user gets to the view, everything's filtered back down. But if you've got 10,000 clients and you're duplicating it for each one, you can't do that. So the way we get around it is we say, okay, let's figure out a way to create specific workbooks or specific dashboards for every Mm -hmm. user use our APIs to kick the extracts off, there's a little tool missing that people have scripted around, like Interworks has power tools, to go automate the creation of workbooks. Mm. Automating workbooks is exactly what Tableau was not built to do. Right? Right. The whole thing's around data discovery, finding things out. Right. But I could make the case that, yeah, we did that, and that we need to make 100 of these. Right. Right? Right. So I think that's missing. There is ways to get there. So there's ways around these problems. Right. Sometimes it's
2: just too much uh, for a client to, to take on. It's really interesting because it sounds like they're really adhering to sort of the extract methodology when it comes down to how they serve up information and how they're dealing with basically their data that's there. Um, There's been a couple of things, obviously, that have come through uh, these last couple of releases that do do make that issue a lot better. Uh, Like, for example, our ability to impersonate um, and let the database actually handle some of those information or even the, the Kerberos aspect that's there. Um, But it is fascinating. Are you finding that folks are basically creating a product that they largely want to see as sort of standalone? Or do they still have basically a more robust data environment in the back end? But they're just not, you know, they don't want to tie it directly. But what you'll see a lot is, we were talking about SLAs earlier, but a
0: company... Has Coke and Pepsi as two clients. Mm-hmm. They have an SLA that says this data can't reside in the same physical database. Oh, okay. so you know you've got a hundred clients with a hundred different databases. Now we're scripting connections. Yeah, we're, we're doing all that stuff, um, and then take that and say, look, these are somewhat. Asymmetrical, I don't know yeah. if that's the right word, heterogeneous databases from one another. There's different things in each one. There's no real tools to automate a workbook and say, oh, if
2: it's this field, it's this field, if it's yeah. that one, it's that one. So there's, there's some. Yeah. That, that reminds me actually of one deal that yeah. just came across and we, we had to kind of walk, uh, walk away from it where, um, yeah, that ended up being a requirement. At the time, I, it, it, it confused me because, well, what didn't sites do um, in terms of separation, right? From a front end, mm-hmm. it was a mul- true multi-tenant environment, true. but the fact that we kept everything actually together, yeah, um, same hardware, and, and same hardware, right. uh, proved to be an issue.
1: Um, one other question about the technology: Is anyone enabling web editing through any of these? Absolutely, they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh.
0: Yeah. So uh, I know. I'm surprised. Yeah. surprised for I, you. Yeah. I thought
1: the answer would yeah. be no.
0: And so the the, the answer the, we show it to them and they go, no way. Yeah. Right. Mm. And then. A couple months down the road, once it's implemented, they're like, okay, we're still getting change requests. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, again, that's a piece of the technology that wasn't there before, but the data server component yep. in conjunction mm-hmm. with the user filters or just the security permissioning model around the data server allows them to say, "You know, we're not going to give you access to the, the data right. connection behind the view we're, we're giving you as a mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll give you connections to these very tailored and safe um mm-hmm data environments where we're hiding a bunch of fields, you, I maintain my my, yeah. my my competitive advantages as a vendor by obviously not just dumping you everything. Right. You can't really download it, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's there and you can use it and maybe I don't let you save, right? right. So it's a way of just answering questions without opening up, yeah. giving yeah. away the keys to the to the board, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean,
2: I find it being actually exclusively almost the other way, really? uh, at least out here. It seems like people are concerned about basically handing keys over, to their clients, right? Part of their value add is actually putting these things together. Uh, they want to speed it up from sort of step one to step two where they're not no longer managing weekly or uh, monthly reports. Um, and so that automation helps, but they're not looking to, to go beyond that point. They don't want to iterate beyond that point that's there. Mm-hmm. But it might just be a progression thing. I mean, the one thing that we both noted was it seems like the. Folks out west seem to be a uh, a lot more progressive, a lot faster in terms of sort of where they run into sort of different steps uh, within their development. And then for us, it's a little bit slower. People are just going to try to figure things out, try to make it work, and throw Mm. people at it, it seems like. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm. Uh, that's interesting, and that's something I'm really curious about because I've had customers where I think the philosophy is the same, the attitude's the same. Yeah, we don't really want to give people the ability to go edit things, but right. then it, it turns out that they, you know, through using Tableau, they actually see more than they might have in another yeah. methodology. That that's actually they can do it, and they need to. Right. Um. So just to summarize, kind of where we're at right now. Um, you know, we've talked about this this trend that you're kind of seeing of people doing maybe sort of more productized or OEM offerings mm-hmm. around Tableau. And I think it's, the reason I think it's an interesting topic is that it isn't really what Tableau is built for, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, you, like you said, Tableau is sort of a, it's built for discovery. It's built for ad hoc. It's built mm-hmm. for people, anyone to be able to just sit down with a data set and start asking questions, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily built for, um, productizing dashboards, Ooh, that, perfect. Um, yeah, and so the fact and, and traditionally, what we've done when we've had customers that um, that do something that wasn't that Tableau wasn't built for, we're kind of like, yeah, you can do it if you want to, but we're not really going to help you.
0: Yeah, right? yeah like
1: yeah. you can you can hack that XML file, you can script something, yeah. you can get in there. Like it's all available to you. We're not going to not let you do it, but yeah. but it's not really something we're going to encourage. I have you to do. do that now. But now, <laughs> but now there's enough companies yeah. doing it yeah. that we have to sort of think organizationally and from a sales perspective how we, how we enable those people and yeah, whether I, I we should yeah, and yeah. whether it, you know whether this is a trend that how do we encourage it in a in a safe way to our business sure um so let's let's take a little break uh andrew has gotten a couple refills as we've been talking because <laughs> he's a madman but <laughs> uh, but i haven't and wilson hasn't so we're gonna take a Fair. short intermission and then we'll, we'll start up on that right. in a
2: minute Yeah. You know, the weirdest people just want to share pictures like you shouldn't be sharing this at all Well, no, um, i kind of like the idea that there has to be some media on there like yeah. facebook people put posts
0: that are like uh like of their kids and cats and, well not even that because those are photos but they'll say something like like ugh
2: <laughs> like, oh, like the, the, what the,
0: the, the, pr- the probing <laughs> ones yeah the probing like, ones yeah the, 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 on, like, like the, yep same shit as the, always. The same, <laughs> the, the, the frowny face. Song. Yeah, just just a frowny yes. face. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And then like five comments down, like Monday. <laughs> 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 Fucking. Uh, I love it. I
1: love I, it. I think God. I'm going to use the um, Rise filter. It's the called Rise. Filter. Filter. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. uh, we're tagging Wilson Poe, I am Poe.
0: Uh, Is that your, I am Poe? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Power or no? Oh, okay. <laughs> Poe or no? <laughs> um, Poe no? Andrew Hill is not on Instagram, so I'm just going to type in Andrew Hill. You can Facebook it, right? Or is it? I thought they bought Instagram. Uh, oh, I don't know they? about that. Maybe. I don't think uh, I can type it I in I think there. they bought Instagram, right? Yeah. For like a billion dollars, which yeah. was a lot you can, of You can post it to Facebook. Um, but now there's DraftKings. So. <laughs> 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 well, what do they buy WhatsApp for?
0: Some oh, extraordinary oh, amount,
2: but but WhatsApp has a huge international market. Like, you no, know, they
0: buying they're buying competitors. Yeah. They saw Instagram. Instagram is apparently more popular than Facebook for young people. Really? I said young people. Young people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm actually old now. You know, yeah, they you bought they get, bought Instagram you, for like you need a lot, Andrew, <laughs> so just, I can sit yeah, on like a just, white just, chair, just yell <laughs> at children, sit there with my gun across my lap. Whippersnappers. <laughs>
1: um, um, our first guest on the Tableau and Tableau podcast, Andrew Hill, in the building. In the building. In the building. <laughs> the, <laughs> legend. <Hashtag> the legend. Hashtag <laughs> the legend.
2: To be perfectly fair, like I actually did not expect you to be uh, our first guest. I'm actually I'm quite uh, happy about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy about it. Uh, you guys should do some calling just with like devs and stuff. Yeah, we might do start doing that. I know Get Mark Meter her on here
0: and have him start it by going hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Well, next time he's in well, New York. Well, that's garden, fun. Oh, right? yeah, no, this is really yard. fun. And yeah. then I opened up the back of my laptop and I looked at that. and I was like, wow, this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. There was like three of us. Well, we could that's not neat. Stop <laughs> laughing
2: because he was—he's funny fucking guy. Yes. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun to do this in person now because of specifically just the drinks. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. When we
1: first started we were like we're going to only do it in person just it probably yeah. just to start with and maybe eventually when we get more comfortable we'll start yeah. doing phone stuff. For sure. But, yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of nice to sit in the same room. We'll get to the apex yeah. where you Also get, when I'm on the phone sometimes right. I just space out and don't listen yeah. to people. So <laughs> <laughs> I never do that. So it's never easier, do to, that. It's easier <laughs> to listen to people what pen. You know, blood.
0: I don't think I've ever done that
1: once. <laughs> I definitely have never done that. No. never. Especially not when talking to customers. That would be uh, I wouldn't do that. It would be yeah. unprofessional. That would be unprofessional. Yeah, yeah that would, would That's exactly what it would you be. Would, you would not
0: expect that out of uh... I've never taken a call on the toilet before. <laughs> <laughs> you know that weird thing where you like Well, now you're just flush. being silly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the flush thing like and your phone's on mute, but you're, you're like, what if it's not really it's on just, mute? Yeah.
0: What if mute just doesn't work this one time?
1: <laughs> uh, Every time I think <laughs>
0: Everybody's
2: that. had that thought.
0: Lord. Like, Hopefully this is still weird. <laughs> it
2: uh, is no, weird okay. sometimes. WebEx does kind of play with mute, or you accidentally hit it uh, the wrong way. I was uh, hopped out of, like a middle of a demo to like, I'll be assisting at the end of the call type of thing. Sure. And I was just like, I'm going to make myself a iced coffee. It's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> coffee. Just start the thing up. That's Ice machine in the in, in the yeah. yeah, ice machine in the freezer and everything and then the next thing you're like Ed's like Wilson, Wilson <laughs> Some weird noise coming from your line. I'm like, oh yeah, that's ice. I'm just, I'm just chopping on bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> that's later on in that. Okay. That's that's you know, my that's my <laughs> night job. <Yeah>. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right, That might be the first thing we've ever had to edit out, edit out of the podcast. All right. <laughs> well,
0: we got there, guys. We got there.
1: we did it. Wait, so, were we? we might not. Um, we're we? having drinks. Um, we we, um, we made Americanos. Yeah, so made Actually, it. I think we might have made this last week as well. We made Negronis yeah. and then we made Americanos. But it's Campari and vermouth and you top it off with soda served okay. on ice. It's very good. This is the first um, one I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's well, congratulations! It's good. <laughs> uh, it's with the uh, the special vermouth Wilson brought back from Spain.
2: Yep. Um, I, I got a duty free because I was like, "Oh well, we'll need something to drink that, that, that weekend." We put it off a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Uh, good impulse buy. Yeah. On that side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you were drinking actually a Scotch before this, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, a-
0: it, was uh, it was a Glen Moray, Glen Moray 12 year, 12 year, and it was good. That's delicious. <laughs> And it was wasted on my
1: palette. That is actually a fairly inexpensive. Was bottle. it all? Yeah. Um, cool. so the log is a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, but I don't but need to dip into that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Uh, so we were talking about this, this thing, guys. Remember? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So this, um, this idea that uh, companies are using Tableau to go to external audiences. They're doing it in this sort of, I guess what you might call a traditional BI way, yeah. um, where it's um, the way Scott Taylor, the the guy that I work with most frequently, says is these guys build shit for these guys. <laughs> he, he goes into customers and he says this this is the traditional model, right? Sure. Um, and yep. uh, I hope
2: he whiteboards that. Like. A yeah. <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple stick figures. Yeah, I know. Tossing like a piece of paper across the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's that's uh, that's traditionally how BI works, and um, the newer offerings in the market, um, e- even many of the newer offerings that have gotten a lot of positive attention, are sort of the same model, right? They yeah. they yeah. are for the the software is for developers, and the developers build shit for the the consumers, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and Tableau, the way we go to market, um, the way we've always gone to market, is is a break from that. Mm-hmm is saying that that's not what we do, right? We yeah. we allow people to, the challenge yeah. with that paradigm is that the people actually who need the information yeah. aren't the ones asking the questions. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it creates this divide and, and that's what creates inefficiency efficiency in doing analysis of data. Mm-hmm. And so what Tableau was created for is this idea that uh, we can actually enable those people who are asking the questions to, to just ask the questions themselves right. rather than have someone else do it for them. Um, right. And now there's this model that, that is very common. Um, it's becoming more and more common, it seems, although mm-hmm. I don't know if we, we could probably look it up and see if there's actual data on that. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this is becoming more and more common that cu- customers are doing this in sort of the traditional model and using Tableau like a faster version of, of uh, an older tool. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to talk about that a little bit in this next section. So first of all, is is everything I said correct? And am I missing anything?
0: No, it, it makes total sense. I mean, I would say that uh, even internal use cases for Tableau get sold mm-hmm. under that mm-hmm. pretext as well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. go into a place, they you "No, know, we're going to hold on to reporting. We've been doing it. We've mm-hmm. been throwing stuff over the wall to the people who need it for years. Uh, this is just going to make it faster. Mm-hmm. For, for us to be able to develop these reports. And the change requests will be a, a day instead of a week. Mm-hmm. And so that's the main drive to, towards the external as well, right? It's the right. same, the same mm-hmm. kind of. And
1: kind of internally, we, we have people that build content for other people at, at Tableau. We do, yeah. right? And um, one of the first things you learn if you're a salesperson at Tableau is the reason people buy Tableau is that it's faster. Yeah, right, mm. yeah. like, don't try to sell on um, features. Don't try to sell on data discovery. Sell on speed. Yeah, that's cool. gonna that's gonna win you business. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so the question that I have is: Is that okay?
0: Selling that way? Yeah. Is using it using okay, Tableau that way? Is
1: it okay to use Tableau that way? Should we Should we do anything to uh, encourage people to think about it differently? What's our responsibility? We have
0: to a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody comes in and they say we need these three reports for these thousand people right. uh, and I shouldn't talk about licensing but a licensing model doesn't play well in that arena yeah mm. you know, how much are you spending for three dashboards so then it becomes you know our job yep. as pseudo salespeople to change their mind mm. about how to use it right so they're over on one side the old bi side of things spectrum uh, and we want to get them closer to the middle mm. where they're now becoming an advisor for their clients, right. uh, giving them more than just the eight numbers they need. And and a lot of the times we don't get there, but uh, that's almost always something that, that comes up, right? Yeah. We're not just doing one report, yeah. guys.
2: I, I think it's always a story of adoption too, right? Like some folks will have to do this because that's what their current existing, like we, we talked about earlier, their, their contracts or their existing business model is built off of something that might be, you know, in that particular fashion. now. Um, you know, the hope is, um, and this ultimately is something that I really kind of, well, I want to see us drive a little bit more for, is to slowly get them back into thinking a little bit more about self-service as we kind of move later on that's there, right? Self-service does have that role. Um, even in an advisory capacity that's there, right? There's no point for you to simply be instructing your clients about everything that's going on, it's better a lot of times to just have that conversation. So, you know, it's it's a start point, but I I don't necessarily think it's uh, uh, inherently different.
1: Yeah, the reason I struggle with it is because um, I think um, we're in sales, right? Mm -hmm. We're in sales, and I'll say this as artfully as possible, but there's Mm -hmm. there's an insensitivity kind of innate to that, right? The the reason Tableau pays us is um, to... However, you want to say it, to, to get people to buy our software, yeah, right? Yeah. Whether it's, um, and they have to make the decision for themselves. So, the way, again, I really like the way Scott Taylor says it is he says, We're, My job is to help people see and decide for themselves whether Tableau is the right solution for them. But right. at the end of the day, they still have to, like, he's paid more if they buy more. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, I think that's, you know, when you take that perspective, you know, we can't keep a customer from purchasing software if they want to use it that way, mm-hmm. right? No, yeah, we um, shouldn't. Yeah. And, and uh, we've had a lot of customers that, that they've stated their intention to do this in this kind of traditional BI way, and, you know, we're not going to stop them from doing that. Uh, but at the same time, do we have the responsibility to try to convince them otherwise? Um, mm-hmm. from, from my perspective, I'm thinking about it as, you know, any efforts – in that direction are in the interest of adoption, or maybe a, a longer game, right? <coughs> you know, maybe maybe we'll get a, a sale from just letting them do exactly what their vision is. But if we redirect them a little bit and say, actually, you should be thinking about it this way, maybe mm-hmm. we don't get the deal that's right there, right? But we get a bigger deal later, and that's probably mm-hmm. worth more. I mean,
0: I was right. going to ask you. I, I think this probably mirrors to those older, larger enterprise mm-hmm. customers. I'm sure you get plenty that, that show up at the door at the beginning because they want a a slicker uh, old BI tool. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm thinking of one com- company in particular, which is exactly that. They mm-hmm. have bought a lot of Tableau mm-hmm. um, and they are um, very, very separated between IT and the business. They mm-hmm. work across the country from each other. Mm-hmm. Um they don't like to share resources. They don't like to share information. Their job, the IT group, uh, considers their job to deliver stuff to the business, and the business's job is to use it. Yeah. Right? And, mm. and there's not a lot of overlap. Um, we, in our last episode, Wilson, you and I talked about how the Tableau expert is the person that kind of bridges that divide yeah. in a lot of cases, right? Mm-hmm. And so if there's an extreme technical side and extreme business side, the Tableau person probably doesn't have those kind of bordering mm-hmm. expertise, but they do kind of the middle 80% or something right. like that. Um, that's, that's not really, that's kind of non-existent at this particular customer and a lot of customers. That well, we do you with.
0: find yourself trying to show them the light? Mm-hmm. or yeah, do you just realize at some point they're going this, That's the thing. Bias, right? That's tricky mm-hmm. for
1: me because they have already bought a lot of software, True. Mm-hmm. right? And yeah. but we know that it's our responsibility as, you know, the title Scott's title is account manager, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And my title is has the word consultant in it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So even though our job is to sell, um, we we also feel the obligation and responsibility to tell them what we think the right hey, way you to actually purchase. want them yeah. to do it yeah. in a certain way because um, I, mean, I don't know myself
0: i want to see
1: people succeed uh-huh. yeah when i see them
0: going down a certain path sure they'll, <clears throat> they'll gain some man hours out mm-hmm. of getting tableau but mm-hmm. i personally want to see them become a real success mm-hmm. not just just to sell licenses honestly yeah. between you and me i could, could care less right uh but to see somebody use our software and actually really really do something with their business right. it's it's you know it's
2: definitely the commercial side of things speaking it is the very, commercial yeah. side of things speaking no I, I think that that's one of the big differences right like and I'm sure you have probably a lot more Charles you have a lot more probably experience basically kind of combating what the uh, what the long-term game plan really is versus mm-hmm. basically what the short term is and for us a lot of times as we kind of start off this conversation it's uh, it's tactical you, you come in you figure out what's going on there There are times, of course, uh, where we're going to shave off a few corners in order to make that square peg go in the round hole that's there, you know, uh, but that's that's (laughs) our ability that's there, right? Other times, of course, our best recommendation honestly has always been, hey, uh, Mr. Sales Rep or, you know, whoever, this probably isn't going to work us out, right? It's going to sink a lot of time into it um, and we're not going to... They're not going to be that successful. They're not going to have fun with this, and so that's that's
0: bomb. Wilson and I are allowed to shoot down deals like clay pigeons, like yeah. so Probably <laughs> yeah. on your side of things, that's a little bit more. Of it's a no it's no.
1: interesting because I think the same thing ends up happening, even yeah. though it's a very different um, strategy, right? So in commercial, my what I imagine happens is, you know, you got hundreds, literally hundreds, maybe thousands of customers that you're supporting. Sure. And Damn. so if someone doesn't get it, you're like. <laughs> to we'll we'll go, we'll go work with someone else <laughs> right. right and in uh in the enterprise I'm supporting three customers yeah. right yeah. so um that's not the case but yeah. um but the obligation and kind of uh, the that we feel to um tell them what we think the right way to do things is more profound because we're
2: spending time with them all the time, and so there's a consistency in kind of how we work. Yeah, you're more them. of a trusted advisor. Yeah, You're right. not just showing up for an hour. But, but yeah. I mean, have you guys walked away in certain cases because you really feel like it would impact the mm-hmm. wrong perception, the wrong impression? Uh, of Tableau, if we were to pursue this one project.
1: I don't know if we ever walk away from someone that's writing a, us a check, uh, right? Well, yeah. um, but we've walked away in situations where we we probably could have been less honest and gotten the business, yep. mm-hmm. right? We yep. probably could have said, yeah, you know, it'll probably work <coughs> fine, right? And yeah. that probably would have been enough. But we were like, well, we know you're going to do this thing just yeah. so you know that's probably not going to work very well. You You're probably that, going to be unhappy. Yeah. Just, just um, if you want to do that, we're not going to tell you not to buy a Tableau, but that's probably not going to work well, and right. and that's cost us business. Before, yeah, right? sure.
0: And I've seen the flip side where uh, we we allow someone to purchase the software yep. some, for something that doesn't fit well, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's 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 a, a net negative for us. You know, mm-hmm. those couple dollars up front. It's pale in comparison to yeah. you know losing what could be a good relationship, mm-hmm. and you know hundreds of more cases
2: to deal with too. It works mm-hmm. weirdly sometimes as well. I mean, especially coming from sort of the post-sales world, um, I've seen instances where you walk into an environment, and you're like, "Oh my god, you guys mm-hmm. clearly don't know what's going on yeah. Um, yeah. to what what's there." Right? <clears throat> so they're, they're they're doing almost all the wrong things. They're they're thinking about it in uh, uh, oftentimes a more traditional way or of course based mm-hmm. off of technology that really isn't relevant for how we work and uh, uh, you simply can't hammer it at home yep. but of course you walk away three months down the re- line that's there they rethink about what they actually have and they, they come out actually you know mm-hmm. really well from it so I'm always hopeful in terms of people hey we'll, we'll eventually get it yep. but at the same time there is basically that challenge of saying well as the, you know, being the responsible party, um, you know, how, how do we think, are we disclosing basically that this is a short-term solution, a long-term solution, what is our views on it? And how has it really impact basically uh, uh, their belief around, well, more specifically their product that they're now gonna be launching out to yeah. their own clients? So, so
1: that, that challenge where we, uh, where we see, I mean, Specific to this conversation, we're sort of talking Mm. about the report factory methodology. Um, And what are some of the things that we can do to combat that, right? One of the things we can do is walk away and say, don't use Tableau that way, don't buy it. Um, But what are some things like that we can safely do within a customer to say, all right, you know, you're working with Tableau. Can we, are there things that you, techniques that you use to push the needle a little bit? Yeah, the biggest
0: thing is, having a library of use cases in your head and knowing a client is doing something very similar to another client Mm -hmm. uh, and you saw someone do it well, or you saw value come from not just pushing reports via email or something like that, Mm -hmm. making three reports and getting it done and being able to cite those cases uh, and think through it in a more business sense. You're not really talking technicals anymore. You're saying, "Okay, right. you're saying you want to build three reports and push these out and then you're done. You're buying software that'll allow you to come up with an idea and be finished with a dashboard in 2 days. Mm-hmm. What if you spent a month on that? Right? Can you monetize that? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't monetize that, all of a sudden your product mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, if you've ever been to for me the quintessential example is something like a mint.com or like a, a Credit karma.com where yep. you go on and all of a sudden everything's visual for you yeah. as opposed to just getting your credit score right. or something like that or, or seeing where your money is in, in normal numbers. You get on there and for me as a user, that's so much more sticky, uh, right, uh, mm-hmm. to see everything in a, a nice 3D pie chart. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah. So the use cases I think is, is definitely key yeah. and we've yeah, talked about a lot of that in, in my customer base as right. well. Um, the other thing that I've kind of started noticing is that I've, I've found that my job has shifted toward um, a, a relationship builder between IT and the business. Yeah, it's yeah. like, my job is to introduce these people to each other and let them make sure they know what each other are working on <laughs> yeah. so that they can say, wait a minute, maybe I should be doing that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, there's uh, this customer that I was referring to. There's a group of business users who want to get trained in Tableau, even though they know that... They will never use it. Interesting. Right? They're like, we just want to know what the IT group is doing, so that of. yeah, <laughs> so that we can tell them what to do. So we can <laughs> we can because our job is to give them the requirements. And we don't know what requirements make sense. Yeah, that's crazy. Never and so that um, and that's actually like huge progress there. That's awesome. Because yeah, what will happen? What will probably happen is they'll just start doing some of the work themselves. Yeah. Right. Um,
0: you know, on the OEM side, though, I mean, our it's kind of similar. But really, like when we're just talking to engineering mm-hmm. and. Really, there's a product manager that has told right. them what to do. We have to get Eng- that guy's yeah. phone number yeah. and talk to him on mm-hmm. the phone. Because yep. the en- like, a lot of times you'll find engineers, developers, they just have a, t- a set of tasks they have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily their job to think about what you should be doing. You just do what you've been yep. told, not not to be mean. And so you have to it's some sometimes go up to the person who's making that decision. And one person will say, yeah this is all we have to do this is all i have to do we're going to just do this mm-hmm. and if you can get a hold of the guy who gave him those three requirements within 30 minutes it's like i had no clue that we right. could do all this other stuff yeah. that sounds good to me yeah, right
1: that's that's a really key part because you know we've talked on here before about mm. the the idea of business requirements and the fact that that becomes a crutch for what we're actually right. able to to give people and what they what they're able to do but the business requirements actually don't really matter. They're based on what the business thinks is possible. right? right? So we have to make sure they, they think the right things are possible. <laughs> um,
2: you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. right? I mean, beyond that, I mean, I think we're kind of carrying on to a theme that's really around kind of opening the right tracks uh, and as many tracks, I think, in the conversation as possible. One of the big challenges I see, specifically even with the, sort of the OEM conversation, is that it does end up really, well, if, if it's one based project that's there you know Mm -hmm. uh, yeah they might walk away where we might say hey this isn't a good project Uh, it's not there and they have a uh, perception that Tableau as brand isn't what they need Um, really opening it up and really making sure that we're talking to a broader audience Mm -hmm. helps us out so much that's there I mean not just in the sense where if one potential sort of use case doesn't really work out people still see value but the other side of it too is that people will start to affect how this other group is thinking about basically their, their sure. final project that's there. So um, that's the one piece that I, I will encourage to death, I think, when it comes down to it. We cannot be speaking to one guy who happened to be downloading our, our, our software. we got to figure out the entire team that we need to be actually working with. And in general, we do a pretty
0: good job of that, I uh, would yeah.
2: say. across the board. across the... <laughs> it's a mess.
1: The, the other piece of this that I think is interesting and i think it is a very valuable part and i'm not sure exactly how it affects people is the web editing component right so that's like a specific technical piece that i asked about earlier Mm -hmm. but i think that technology wasn't really designed for this but it happens to hit all the right balances between you know empowering people in a way that they that doesn't fit that kind of traditional report methodology, but Not also still feels right. safe yeah. to mm. the, the technical groups. And so I've found that that's an area where it's also just something that people aren't really prepared for. Like if yeah. you're a customer, you don't really know about that usually, or yes. you don't, you, you haven't really thought about that mm. possibility. Sure. And so I, I've just found that that's a very provocative thing to bring to a customer that is struggling with that. Um,
0: the reaction is always just sort of like, wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's table that. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm scared. <laughs> it's always like, yeah,
1: maybe we could do that. Yeah, maybe. And then you know that you know that's a no, right? Yeah, but then, right but, off the bat, yeah. yeah. The
2: bat. There's always two conversations that end up that way. It's the web editing piece, I think <laughs> mobile is a big piece that's there. Some people are gunning for it. And some of these use cases I think is specifically thinking about the new platform. But that being said, it's funny how many times we are like, hey, Mobile is a big thing. You should yeah. check check it out. And of course, uh, they end up basically Matt saying, "Matt, firewall." Sorry, nope, nope. <laughs> we are not considering that at yeah. all at this
0: time. Yeah, you know, there's a data security piece there. Oh so yeah, that, that's usually my. I mean, it's it's an I, IT guys, IT director's job to not get sued. Oh yeah, right. And so, yeah. uh, things like mobile and web authoring immediately, your responses. Uh, no until yes, right? Mm-hmm. I would say it's, again, it's pretty progressive in the West, and we actually have, I can think of three specific uh, deals that are actually working out really well for the client, where they don't build a single visualization themselves. Hmm. They literally cater data sources, uh, they wrote a portal around, like, hey, what do you want to look at? And then, essentially, you just end up, your clients end up in the web authoring mode. um, Normally, they end up using cubes, (laughs) which Hmm. makes it a little tougher. Uh, But... uh, But it actually is quite successful in some of those.
1: A few years ago, I remember thinking, uh, I wonder if we're going to enter, like when we released Data Server, but we didn't have WebEdit yet. I I remember thinking, (laughs) I wonder if we're going to have OEM deals where they just encourage their customers to buy Tableau Desktop. Yeah. And and they're going to maybe build some content. They're going to... Uh, manage the data sources, but they're just going to say, why don't you just download a trial and try yeah. it out and see what you can do. And this this has sort of jumped in there, and the company is sort of moving in a direction that suggests that that web authoring capability is going to be really key it's, to those situations. It's
2: also interesting, though, with the transition that you kind of see that naturally kind of falls in line. So what you just said actually reminded me of a customer I visited, I think, a couple weeks out in Michigan, um, a big healthcare um, firm that's out there. And one of the things that they were actually using beforehand was specifically because they used a vendor um, that OEM'd Tableau. Mm -hmm. They had a very specific build across the board and that's what they they did. Um, Essentially they said, well, we really like this as a tool but we don't really care to build visualization so we're just gonna offer a very specific build with our own data connection to it and that's sort of the thing that's there. But what we were seeing specifically from that meeting is that people were like, Oh, I can't do this one thing that's there. Right. I'm going to really start transitioning from this discussion back into a real desktop uh, application, or of course, talking really about what we can do from the OE, uh, excuse me, from the web editing uh, perspective that's there. Because frankly, they were just uh, you they're know, running they were, an old version too. Huh, I'm assuming uh, it was a little bit. Well, actually, it was pretty new. Was terms it of version? Um, it, I know.
0: The, uh, the funny thing is, is that that doesn't happen too often where the clients get the desktop. Yeah. But I actually do see the demand comes from the client. It's not yeah. like you're yeah. you're you're the vendor and you're saying, you know, you can also get Tableau Desktop. <laughs> I mean, we'd have server deals actually go through because they're like Our clients are banging down our door and saying, we want this in Tableau. We have copies of desktop. Can you please host the data for us? We don't want you to do this.
1: Yeah. And we're seeing that a little bit in the growth that we're having in like the advisory space, Mm -hmm. like the big, the big uh, accounting (coughs) firms of the world um, are bringing, you know, if they bring Tableau to their advisory clients, then there's an expectation that the, that the clients are also going to pick it up at sure, some point. Yeah. And uh, is there going to be an expectation that they own it already or is that going to be part of a sale that, that, that happens as part of that yeah. engagement? But that's also just, it, that line is kind of blurring in mm-hmm. terms of who mm-hmm. owns what. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's the thing if I'm looking at Tableau kind of for the last three years, that's the place where the most
0: mm. uh,
1: innovation has happened mm-hmm. and probably continue, will continue to. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this is good. I think um, I think that's what I wanted to talk about. I think this is a really interesting topic. It'll be interesting to see kind of where it goes over the next few years. Anything else you guys wanted to uh, to cover uh, on that note, or anything else?
0: I think that's I think that's good. I mean, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's challenging, just from a personal standpoint. Uh, my job has changed uh, mm-hmm. in the last two years. I mean, like you said, I was doing demos. Without
1: your title changing, yeah. without your role changing. Without it. my without my role changing, without
0: making any more money. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But my, my job has changed drastically. Uh, I used to spend most of my time in, in Tableau Desktop, showing people the world mm-hmm. in Tableau mm-hmm. Desktop. Uh, and now I'm, I'm on conversations, and I didn't think I would enjoy this, but I actually really do, trying to solve a puzzle. And the puzzle is my data's in this database, uh, we need to get it to extracts, but we mm. need to have logic in between. Boom, use an API, yeah. right? We need to create hundreds of workbooks, boom, yeah. start start hacking XML. And, you know, that type of stuff at first was kind of scary, but honestly, it's it's – it's fun to see this happen, and hopefully, we begin. and It seems like our we're going in the in the direction of developing some more of the stuff that at first didn't seem to be our, our strong point. We're starting yeah. to create those APIs, SDKs, things like that. So I'm excited.
1: I think that's the reason why being a Tableau consultant is is fun. Yeah. Is um, I I would consider what you just described to be what it means to be an artist. Right. Yeah, it's very you, you have technical skill, but. Understanding different techniques and being able to combine them in a way that best fits the scenario that you're seeing yep. is kind of what, what it is to, to, to create art. Right, And um, right. in, in that's kind of putting a little bit too much uh, of, a, no, of no. a flourish on it. But that, yeah. that's sort of how I think about
0: it. I agree. And, I, and honestly, the relationships you have with clients that you're together trying to solve this they want Tableau. They want to right. they mm-hmm. make it work. They mm-hmm. want to figure out a way so that they can use the software that they use internally and in love. Whereas, you know, when you're just selling to someone who's going to use it internally, it's your job to make everything look like roses. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and they're like, oh, you know, maybe this one feature, we don't like it that much. When you're working with somebody trying to solve a common problem, a common enemy, I guess you could say, you're on the same team. And so it's much more collaborative. Yeah. There's really no sale there. It's more just like, well, let's we'll work, work together. Work it through. And yeah. that's
2: been one, one of the things I've been speaking with some of the guys on the OEM team, the named OEM team. You know, yeah. It's always been sort of a big thing, the big draw for them. It's a, it's a strong collaboration, but you have to really identify that they're willing to go down this route. There's situations I'm sure you've been in where it's just like, oh, they're they're still going to go through a long vendor selection process and then a long build. It Mm -hmm. can get messy, right? And and real quickly, we have to understand, of course, whether or not they're willing to play ball with us in a way that they will benefit them uh, in the best way possible. Yeah, Hmm? yeah.
1: Cool. Well... This is great. Thank you so much for uh, for joining our show. Yeah,
2: Absolutely, we're specifically um, flying out here. Yeah, this. just yeah. just
0: for this one thing,
1: boss. <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> um, this any, has been fun. Anything else? Uh, you said you wanted to end on a joke. Do you want to? No, I don't want to. Joke. My jokes will get me fired. So I think we'll just cut it off here. Okay. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Goodbye.